Hey, Sarah. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. How have you been? I am miserable about having to have had listened to this book. Aww. <laughs> Just the way we like you, right? Yeah, dudes, you know, I listen to audiobooks when I walk my dogs. And I love to walk my dogs because I like to go outside. And I hated walking my dogs when I listened to this book. <laughs> And I was so cranky. I was like, would you just stop peeing and go home? This is <laughs> good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 202. We have now done as many episodes as the number of jokes you'd know if you memorized two entire joke books. <laughs> they always are 101 jokes about blank. They, they usually are, except when those people who try to be clever and have 102 jokes, like, just to out-compete. Oh, yeah, we have, like, joke inflation. Yeah, as if people are really that impressed by less than 1% additional jokes. Well, I mean, I'd be like, I'd be like... Hey man, I've heard 101 of those jokes before. And you're like, oh well, have you heard my 102nd joke? That that might work. <laughs> don't you assume though that it's, it's a long like, set? Like, when you get like shampoo and it says like 40% more free, don't you just sort of assume that that extra 40% is less good? Like they put in the crappier shampoo for that 40% because it's free. You are always shampoo half empty kind of person, my friend. <laughs> So I just assume if it's 102 jokes, it's like one joke free, and that joke sucks. That's the worst joke. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't funny at all, this week we're talking about Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs by Molly Harper. This week's episode is sponsored by Joanne, who asks, Why do authors today seem to think that all audiences need is a splash or bucket of paranormal elements and a cast of quirky characters with fixable slash evil menacing baggage instead of a thoughtful, well-planned narrative? We don't know. I don't know if we're going to be able to answer that. I mean, I have, I have one idea. It's because... Positive reinforcement? Yeah, yeah. It seems to still be making buttloads of money. Yeah. <laughs> that probably... I, you know what? That's totally it. We do know, Joanne. It's because it pays. If you want to force us to read anything of your choice, you can go to readdashweek.com and click on the green dollar sign in the upper left-hand corner, and you can sponsor an episode. You can pick a book of your choice. You can ask us any specific or ontological questions about that book. You can pick your guest. We have a guest today by special request. And, uh, and you, but anything under the sun, books, movies, TV shows, uh, home DVDs from weddings, all of it, readdashweek.com. Click on the dollar sign. <laughs> Let me introduce you to your panel for today. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone at Alex Underthing Falcone on Twitter. And we have a good one for you today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter from San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex. I know we've been friends forever, but can I just bite you a little bit? <laughs> just want <laughs> a little accent, bit of I got blood. I confused as to what you were actually saying. Like you wanted a ladle bit some blood? A <laughs> ladle bit. Yeah, just the, yeah, just the, the blood's me- measured in ladles, right? I need like yeah. three C ladles of blood stat. Yeah, 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 and then uh, I, if you're really sick, they br- they bring in a gravy boat for transfusion. <laughs> Get the chafing dish. This guy's going to <laughs> hotel pans. <laughs> also joining us, he's at C Walter Smith on Twitter. Seattle, Washington, gives us Chris Smith. Uh, Alex, I am fortune's bitch. <laughs> I am fortune's bitch. You just I actually keep kicking I, me. I like that as a thing to say 
when you just like something horrible just happened to you. <laughs> I mean, Didn't she say that like to the the EMTs or something? Who did she say that to? Yeah, after well, it wasn't even EMTs. She woke up after being like exploded. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I hope that if I ever get hit by a car, like that's the first thing I say to the doctors. And plus, if you ever end, like thrown into Fate's jail, like getting being coming <laughs> Fortune's bitch is like by far the best way to get food and protection. <laughs> Yeah, or you have to beat up Fortune, one of the two. Right, 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 right. Also joining us today, she's at Smart Bitches on Twitter, uh, co-founder of Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Please welcome Sarah Wendell. Hello. Thanks I for just want to back. say, after having gone to school in South Carolina, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that... I'm, I've never been to South Carolina, but doesn't that mean... It means F-U. You? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah! Wait, and I was the only up? Yankee there for like three out of four years, so I was the one who talked funny. Bless your heart, Sarah. You just have the cutest accent. I could listen oh, to you no. talk, and I'd be like, "You are totally making fun of the way I talk, aren't you? <laughs> Don't think <laughs> I don't know what that means." <laughs> Wait, does, does like saying "fuck you" to someone is that like a blessing? Then is it like is like no. oh yeah, fuck you? Southern great. women wouldn't. Southern women don't ever drop the f bomb unless they're with a very select group of people. Wow. In which oh. case, does it? It definitely still does mean a blessing, though. Yes, but the kinds you don't want. <laughs> I mean, that's when I whenever I say that to somebody, like I feel like my my fucking is a blessing to somebody. So if I say that, I mean like may the best of all possible things happen to you. But I will say that when someone's being a total douche troll on the internet and in your comment section, you can just be like, "Bless your heart," and everyone <laughs> knows you mean "fuck you." Mm. <laughs> classy, unless yeah, it's a classy yeah. fuck you. It's it like is. egregiously passive aggressive and therefore really mean. Mm. <laughs> also kind of awesome. I'll take yeah, it. totally. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad and you can also interpret any of the other southernisms that they have throughout this book. <laughs> they oh, yeah. all they all mean cornbread, that's fuck you. Uh, <laughs> everything's fuck you. <laughs> oh, bless your cornbread. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> bless your mama's cornbread, Alex. I, I I mean that is the greatest possible compliment. You keep you going bless- down that way, and iTunes is not going to let you post this. You keep letting somebody's mama's cornbread, and they're going to be like, "I'm sorry, this is obscene, yeah. and you can't." MC17 for cornbread. <laughs> High cornbread content. Chris, I want to know what happens specifically in this book, oh, so I want Lord. you to summarize it for us. Uh, and today, you're our, you're always our summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. But today, I want you to summarize in the style of Ghost Aunt. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> She was my favorite character. (laughs) She was pretty fun. Well, here we go. I can't do ghosts, so let's just pretend I'm doing ghost. No, do wavy voice. Oh, you want, you want, ooh. Okay. Okay, fine. Jane Jameson was having a tough day. She just got fired from her job at the local library, where she was, to hear her tell it, doing excellent work for the children. But the head librarian had a budget to cut and an axe to grind. So now she's in a bar called Shenanigans and chit-chatting with a dark and mysterious stranger. On the way home from the bar, she gets shot by a hick from a pickup truck who thought she was a deer because her car broke down and she's walking through the woods. And, and not a small deer. He thought she was a well-built deer. That's a compliment, I think. Right? That was a drunk hick. But or what maybe it was just it was, was a suggestion. What's going on with her hair? Like, how much hairspray do you wear before Ooh, that's you get a lot of for Aquanet. a buck? Yeah. <laughs> I picture she's just running around with both her hands on her head, fingers upwards. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Anyway, Jane gets shot and she wakes up as a vampire. That mysterious stranger, his name is Gabriel, and he turned her into a vampire to save her from dying. Um, So in this world, 
vampires are real, and mm-hmm. they've gone public, uh, a la True Blood. Um, and also like True Blood, there's discrimination against them, and also uh, you can buy synthetic blood uh, from stores like Walmart. Um, that, like that True Blood. Get. Yeah, just like True Blood. In fact, for the rest of this summary, just assume that Chris has said, like True Blood, after <laughs> like everything blood. he says. Yeah, except the main character is a vampire, not a psychic who's fucking a vampire. Okay. Um, breading a vampire. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, okay, so Jane. Jane's our character. Um, she, uh, with the help of her sire-turned-lover, Gabriel, and her best friend, Jeb, who is now engaged to a girl who's a werewolf. Zeb, uh, right? Zeb. Zeb, sorry, that's right. Uh, yeah, the dog thing. Remember, mm-hmm. dog. Zeb. Yep. Uh, uh, she starts getting used to her life as a vampire, but parts of it, you guys, are so hard. I mean, she she tries to keep her vampire secret from her well-meaning parents. Um, she tries to find a job that uh, lets her work nights, which is important because she's a vampire. Wink. <laughs> and also, on top of it all, someone is not only spreading nasty, slutty rumors about her, but trying to poison her dog and shooting her with guns and doing all this stuff. So, um, truly, Jane's life, yeah, her life is struggle, right? Her, her life Hard. is pain. Well, it's more like her life is like fine for a week and then struggle for ten minutes and then fine for a week and then struggle for a couple Yeah, minutes. okay, you know. Uh, She's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, it could be worse. Uh, so, eventually, this all comes to a head, and it turns out that the person who has been making her life miserable is Missy, the uh, preppy, awful uh, vampire lady who is a real estate agent in town and wants Jane to leave town so she can buy the house and then consolidate and make this sort of vampire subdevelopment in town. Um, And then to settle it all, there's a girl-on-girl catfight between Jane and Missy because they couldn't (laughs) think of anything better to do. To the death. To the death. To the death. They mud wrestle to the death. They mud wrestle. Oh, God. When and do you not mud wrestle to the death? Is there a time when mud wrestling does not equal death? Because yeah, in my world, yeah. someone's going down. If, if, you, if no one's died yet, you're just not done mud wrestling yet. That's right. Get back in the mud. You're not done. So I'm just on a long round break from a wrestling, a mud wrestling That's right, event Alex. back in the, in the 70s. Everything you're doing is to the death. You just don't realize it. <laughs> I, like, I like that way of thinking. You're, you're really a shampoo is way the way empty. That's that, that's that version. <laughs> I shampooed the death, Alex. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so uh, after the fight. So who wins, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Jane wins the fight. Holy oh, shit. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. And then, I uh, bloody well hope so. There's five more books in the series. Are there yeah. five? I just didn't check. I was assuming there were more. <laughs> I'd love like, the, the next three books were just like, it's just Jane is just like a skull. <laughs> and everyone loves the skull and is still trying to do things with the skull, but she's just super dead. Like, or that the book just changes and is now about Missy, yeah, <laughs> that victorious vampire with the one yeah, who's running, having right. the difficult real estate empire. Because if you kill someone, you get everything they own, including their book series. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how vampires work. That's exactly right. Uh, awesome. So that's the book. That's that is that's the, the book. book. Thanks, Chris. I mean, honestly, when I started this, the first couple chapters, I was like, God, this is going to suck because I'm really enjoying this and the guys are going to hate this. And I want to be like, hey, this is kind of fun. She's in the bar and then she's shot because she's mistaken for a dare and she's dead in a ditch and she becomes a vampire and she attacks her best friend and then she goes home and I'm like, wow, if the rest of the book is like this, booyah. The minute she becomes a vampire, it's like, screech, (laughs) And we're done now. I should get this out early, though. pages, so get ready. Guys, Guys, for reals, uh... I did kind of like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Really? Even after she was a vampire? Because, like, you know, she has her trademark sarcastic humor, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
But like other than that, once she's a vampire, she doesn't do anything. Do you, I, do you remember what else we've read, Chris? Yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I think that I, in the same way that Ezra does, which is compared to anything else we've ever done, I really liked it. I thought it was great. And I and I don't like if my brain wasn't broken, I probably wouldn't have liked it. But I am so far into this project <laughs> that this is like this was this is like a vacation for us. <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, well, with that in mind, we're going to get into uh, our, our, our opening compliment. We're gonna, we like to start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich, and now it, we're going to open this discussion. Ezra's already said he likes it a little bit. I liked it a little bit. Enough, we'll say. Uh, but we have to have a specific and direct compliment. Sarah, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in this opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I'll go first. Lay it on us. I spent four years in college in the South at a small women's college in the South. We we had a party on the mall and got free T-shirts when we went over 2,000 students. And I was like, hot damn, one less day of laundry. And I was the <laughs> only Yankee there for three uh-huh. years. And it's amazing how different the culture of Pittsburgh, where I grew up, and Columbia, South Carolina, where I went to college, they're very different things. I had no doubt that this book was actually in the South, except for selective forgetfulness on the heroine's part. Like, someone would suddenly ignore that she was in Walmart in the, like, vampire aisle like no one was going to notice come on now don't be silly (laughs) i had no doubt that this was in the south and if there's one thing that the author got so well done it is every crazy aspect of female southern culture so well Ah, done such as such as the like uh passive aggressive up in your business there's a different kind of female represented in all the different characters from the ghost aunt to the mom to the real estate agent to the woman in the telemarketing firm like i have met all those people there's no (laughs) doubt those were all real people i I love the idea that the the, like the southern women like the archetypes are like ghost aunt like pushing mom (laughs) telemarketer swing a hickory stick with that ghost aunt that's right But, you know, when I look at my alumni newsletter, I will notice that whoever is hired from the classes that have come after me to work in the alumni office, I can think, yeah, I can see her making phone calls to alumni. That's right. She's a telemarketer. Uh, she's, she's a telemarketer. Girl. Yeah. She can and call the, the me ones... and ask me for money. And if, and if you see her up there, you're like, oh, that's a terrible fit. She'd make a much better ghost aunt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the college I went to hired a new president, and she's from Minnesota. And I was like, y'all, I know that's a bad idea. She's a Yankee. Are you insane? No one's going to give her money. She's not from around here. And I was like, what am I talking about? I'm not from around here either. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been there long enough to discriminate. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, like, that is actually a very good compliment to the writer, though. That's a... That's a, yeah. that's a I had no like doubt that. this was the South. It was well done. It was not fake South. It was totally yeah. real. S- Sarah, awesome. can you say, just, I was curious, which of these archetypes would you fit in? Like, did you grow into one of these? Uh, no, I was there? always, I was way too Yankee. I was no. way, There's way no. too, I grew up so, in Pennsylvania. And the thing about the South is, if you are born in the South, and then you leave at the age of like five minutes of age, and then you move to like Ohio, and then you move back when you were 99, and you die in the South, they will say, well, she was born in the South, and she lived elsewhere, but she died with us. Like, you are born in the South, you are Southern. I was not born huh. in the South, ergo, no dice. Wow. I was huh. always from somewhere far away. Bless her heart. <laughs> She's not from around here. No, no, I'm not. All right, Chris, why don't you go second for the major compliment? Yeah. Um, so Jane is uh, kind of, at least intellectually, a, a big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. She comes back with this library degree. 
Um, and she's, she's running the library and doing a great job. And, you know, part of the humor of this book is that she knows better than a lot of these characters or, you know, sh- or her intentions are more straightforward or, you know, what have you. But her choice in drink is just so terrible in this movie. She's sucking down electric lemonade and all these, like, awful, awful drinks. And I love a character who's willing to admit fault and yet sticking with her guns. <laughs> and that's where she's at is, you know, she's drinking she something that blue. electric lemonade is bad? Oh, I mean, you just have to say the word electric lemonade. It's bad, dude. I mean, well, but it could be a bad name. I don't know. Yeah, I like a, I like no, lemonade. I like electricity. What's not to like about this? <laughs> yeah, it's what Tesla would drink. <laughs> it is what Tesla would drink, and he was kind of crazy. I see your point. It, it, it's, what, it's what Edison would watch Tesla drinking and then start drinking himself and claiming it was his idea. <laughs> uh, good Edison joke. Yeah, <laughs> don't get to don't get to get those uh, yeah, fired yeah. off very often. So I, I keep one in the holster just in case, and it's always. Always fresh. So you're I just want now. you guys to know that I drive around New Jersey, which is where Edison is from. We have a rest stop named after him, and I have a big-ass bumper sticker on my car that says Tesla greater than Edison, and someone totally flipped me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because you're right. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I'll just no, take my rightness and drive correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah wait a, I, I wouldn't have thought that was such a uh, an instigational bumper sticker. Yeah. But I mean, uh, let me tell you, in on. Jersey, when you name a rest stop after somebody those people are holy <laughs> people are, it's that's like insane. sainthood jersey style it's like <laughs> edison and springsteen and that's it you have two rest stops well, we got we got we got molly pitcher she's our token girl and okay. then we have um what did she do she did something in the war she she was actually somebody who in the <laughs> revolutionary war guys. she's named molly pitcher because she would give drinks of water to all the people who were dying yeah, uh, that's her well, that's, deal. That's that's a waste of water, guys. <laughs> you should give Come water on, to people really have a chance to live. It's palliative care, Ezra. It's not a waste. Yes, but have you seen Jersey Shore? These are not people who represent like you know environmentalism. They're wasteful. Yeah. They are oh, wasteful. in fifty years, I want, this, I want the Snooky rest stop in fifty years. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm Call waiting for somebody stop. to be like the Gandolfini rest stop is coming soon. Yes, oh, let's yeah. do it. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, it's actually. Good oh, idea. like tomorrow. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go third. I All think right. I'll I'll do it. So do it. I liked uh, I liked the names of a couple of the establishments as mentioned in the summary. The bar that she hung out in before she got shot is named Shenanigans, which is a great name for a bar. I think that's lovely. Uh, and then the strip club in town is called the Booby Hatch. And yeah, that what? Why is not a great business name? But I love it. <laughs> I can't imagine that attracts a lot of customers, but I think it is delightful. Wait, wait, wait! Why would it not? Why would it not attract a lot of customers? It's a little on the nose. I like hatch. Yeah, that's on exactly the boob. right. I think I it's a little too on the nose. Except for the phrase "hatch," which makes me think like the boobies open up, like the first yeah. season of Lost, which was great. Oh, that's <laughs> he's just knocking on her bra for the whole episode. <laughs> I've done everything you wanted me to. Man, <laughs> yeah. there's a uh, there's a strip club in North Portland uh, that is called Dancing Bear. And it's got this big sign. Is it a gay club? What? Is it a gay club? No, no, no. It's B-A-R-E. This is very important. It's dancing B-A-R-E. And then next to the, on the sign, there's a picture of a bear and a circle with a line through it. So that you knew (laughs) there were no grizzly bears. And then next to that was the word B-E-A-R, circle, line through it. Just to make sure you didn't think the bear, like in case you can't read it. 
Anyway, they they take care of all the possibilities. They make sure you know that it's strippers. <laughs> I, actually, I, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the logo now. They also do have a woman who is not crossed out just next to it to again uh, drive home the point. Yep, they are very serious about you knowing which of those homonyms that they're using <laughs> or homophones. Homophones. So if homophones. you go in expecting dancing grizzly bears, you have clearly not read the sign. You and haven't you read will the be sign. Disappointed. And yeah. You're an idiot. And that is that is also too bad because where do you go if that's what you're looking it's for? It's like it's across the street. So this is George dancing bear, George's dancing bear. But then you also have like Yogi's dancing bear. Yeah, and like that's across the street, and it's like the woman's crossed out, and the bear's like circled and like check mark and like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea of taking a bear and then it's just check. Yeah, so we have him. Yeah, we got it. And a picnic and he, basket. Waka waka. Right. Ez, that's you. Okay. Last um, time. Last compliment. Go. This is just a brilliant marketing technique, actually. And I, I want to go further with it. So basically, our protagonist is a librarian who, if you think about it, who is in charge of whether like libraries like stock the books or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, librarians. So it's sort of like just sucking up blatantly to the demographic who's actually a decision maker for, like, buying this book. Uh, so the next step, all right, uh, is, uh, like, a vampire who is actually a Amazon delivery guy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Just a sexy uh, su- Amazon delivery that, guy. Suggesting that the Amazon delivery people, mm-hmm. uh, also known as UPS, uh, they <laughs> get a say in what is delivered? They absolutely can. Like, if, if like, a, if, look, if you try to order a book from them where it's, like, disparaging to Amazon delivery people... Uh, that'll get lost on the way. You're not going to get to read that book. I'd love to try that. I would like to find something that, like, maybe a poster, I guess, since no one's written the book, just called Bless UPS's Heart. (laughs) See if if that's going to happen or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you won't ever get that. I mean, has there ever been a book written that's like, this is how great book purchasing managers are? (laughs) (laughs) We totally should do it. Yeah. How could, how how could this go wrong? How about a lone publishing agent who saves the world? <laughs> you people are vampires And all your stories are stale And though you pretend to stand by us I know you're certain will fail so let's move on to our next segment. We're going to go to our anchor segment, our hate segment. All I want you guys to do is come up with a quick hate through the heart for something in this book so if there's anything that you don't like just sharpen a, a pool cue or a rake handle or something and then just drive a hate through it hate through the heart and you're too late sarah i i guess i want to toss a softball to you here on the hate <laughs> front um but for me at least the weird bloody vampire sex was a low point for me <laughs> do you have any thoughts on biting people's nipples and sucking blood out of them or... That did not do it for me. There was only one vampire <laughs> sex scene that I have ever seen that was actually interesting. Cressley Cole wrote one where the vampire um, is engaged in uh, activities that are below the southern hemisphere on uh-huh, his okay. female partner, if you catch my drift, and he bites her femoral artery, which I thought, okay, you know what? That's kind of cool because everyone's already biting the carotid or the jugular, but the femoral artery is just as big as the neck yeah. arteries. And so he's, you know, as long as he's down south, why yeah. not have a snack? Brilliant. You're in the zone. Why not have a snack and keep going? No one's going to complain. You're vampires. <laughs> This I, the nipple the nipple biting blood nipple no 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 I <laughs> I mean I'm against that just because I don't believe in snacking during sex I don't like food and sex interse- intersecting Cheeto fingerprints never look good yeah, now yeah 
You never want the orange thumbprint on your sheets. It's just yeah, no good. The Doritos. Uh, uh. Actually, Sarah, I, I'll have some follow-up questions to that. Like, are <laughs> What? <laughs> to the Dorito thing? No, or no, no. The... no. I, I mean, I, I know everything there is. If no you're much. going to Taco Bell and you're getting the Dorito taco, that's a totally different thing. Someday. <laughs> okay, that's Someday. actually what... That's I, I want you guys to know that on our anniversary, my husband and I, every year my mother-in-law takes our kids and we have a weekend to ourselves. And I was like, what mm-hmm. do you want to do this year? My husband was like, I really want to try the Taco Bell Doritos toke. I was like, all right, Whoa! that'll look awesome. It was the Taco Bell anniversary. Yes, we're very that proud. That is very romantic. Someday I will try one of those. Yes, it was God, actually, God you need to try it once and you don't need to try it again. <laughs> like, there's a part of you that. that will be like, oh my God, in college, this would have been the greatest thing. But now that I'm not in college, I only need to do this once. I'm um, fine with that. So, yeah, but, but Sarah, is it very common, I guess, uh, in the sexy books you often read to have like maybe non-sexy fluids, bodily no. based fluids? In the, is, this, is that still taboo? If there's vampires involved and blood is sort of part of the deal or biting is part of the deal, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of normal. But the whole, like, let's all describe the fluids, no. No? Fluids are still not not big on fluids, huh? That's not something I get into, no. This is not a sex question, but I'm just confused about this, like, uh, because in, well, like in in, in the Susie Stackhouse books... There is like biting of a non-vampire and sucking her blood while you have sex with her. Yep. Uh, but if you're biting and sucking out vampire blood and you are a vampire, like, is that doesn't that seem like it would be like used blood? I don't know. Like not as good. <laughs> Does I don't. Yeah. I don't, it's like, like it's weird that you could just vampires can just like because then you just if you're every time you're hungry you just feed off another person another vampire and you just pass it around and you never need any new blood that doesn't make any sense. It's an infinite infinite like blood loop. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. It's the circle of life, dude. <laughs> it does move us all. <laughs> I, don't, it. I don't think that works. So they, I, that whole thing is strange to me, too, that they would like suck each other's blood while they're having sex. It, you know, in some vampire mythologies and some romances, that's totally part of the deal. It's it's an intimate exchange of fluids that goes beyond the regular exchange uh-huh. of fluids. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some vampire books are like, yes, let's all bite each other's neck arteries while we do the things. And other people are like, no, let's not bite so much. It yeah. really depends depending on – it really depends what mythology you're reading. So can vampires bleed out? Sure. Are vampires susceptible to bloodborne pathogens? That depends on the mythology. Some of them are susceptible, and some of them are like, yeah, I'm immune to all your crap, humans. Can, can we have a new kind of, like, I don't know, paranormal thing where instead of, like, biting, they're just all about, like, maybe, like, ear flicking? Like, that's, like, their thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to flick ears to survive. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what they're about. Just, like, I'm I'm the undead because I didn't get enough ear flicking, and so now I need to continually flick other people's and ears And that's their survive. sex. It's just like, you know, like, just, you know, you like, there. there's the big, like, kind of purple welt on the ear. Just like, oh, yeah. I do like the idea, maybe, of not magical creatures, but just humans doing the lightest BDSM possible, which is, like, noogies and, uh... <laughs> Swirlies. A, like a, an, yeah, a swirly and occasional wet willy. Wet willy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's like that's like one shade of pale white. Yeah, one shade of gray. <laughs> yeah, a, a, just a, a just a, like a, a tentative step of gray. Mm-hmm. I want to add something. Uh, since we're talking about vampire mythology, uh, I want to add something to our growing list of stupid shit vampires are good at. Yeah, SSVAGA, and I, I th- this had a great one in it, which was the first time they kiss, he tastes like almond joy and three musketeers. You're damn right. Well, she said that was the shit. best part of trick or treating, and she's wrong. It's Reese's. 
So yeah, what? well, obviously any candy. Who the candy hell wants almond joy? Ugh. Yeah. Oh my I god, don't... you get, you guys don't like almond joy. I will take. I will trade you for all the almond joys. I like almond joy. I like three musketeers. But give this me is your like, address. This come is Halloween, I will better. send them to you. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, this is happening. I, so I got little kids and I got Halloween candy, so I will hook you up because that is nasty. I, 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 I'm, I'm a big fan. Here's the thing that I think is so dumb. Not just that he's a vampire who tastes like candy bars, which is weird, but also. Is there coconut or is there nougat? You can't have it both wait, wait, ways. Wait, wait, hold on, Alex. Did you did you misspeak? Instead of saying weird, you meant awesome, right? <laughs> if if a significant under significant other tasted like a candy bar, you would that that's that's the dream. Am I wrong that that's not the dream? I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, Are you still I would think the dream would beans? be. I would think the dream would be like going south on a girl and being like, "Oh my god, it tastes like nougat." I <laughs> yeah, I mean nougat and coconut. <laughs> I don't think they taste good. To, I don't think that would be a good. Can- There's a reason why there is no candy bar that is nougat and almond joy. Like an almond joy. Guys, I'll be right it. back. I have to invent something. <laughs> <laughs> Three musketeers. Just gonna run over to the patent office. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Is actually, I have a hate on this, which is the vampires. Right. Uh, it made me realize that if you die and you become a vampire and you start out fat. You will always be fat. Like vampires really? cannot work out and up their metabolism and work it off because they're immortal, you know, and they're they're undead. So like, you know, she sees people who are like, oh, that person must have been, you know, heavy when they were turned because they're still heavy now. But if you're in good shape when you get turned, you stay in good shape without having to coast. work on it. Well, but they also get prettier, right? Like she gets better. You get a, you get, you get a little prettier, but yeah, not. So you get pretty, but it, you know. Do you just get a gorgeous face? It doesn't just make you skinnier. Well, well, it depends. It depends on the vampire mythology. An interview with a vampire, you stay the way you are and the age that you are, but you're prettier looking. <laughs> Hence so Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, Dunst yeah. was like always like, was she like nine? But in this book, because of this mythology, the vampires are predators. They have to be attractive and gorgeous and appealing to the people who are their prey. Yeah, it that's depends. The, that's the Twilight version. Although Twilight totally. does have one fat vampire in the in the like that little book, mm-hmm. the Tanner book. Yeah, yep. there was one fat vampire. I, I would say that maybe you just become more attractive, but like maybe you don't change like your body type significantly. You just get more confident, or yeah. sparkly. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just a lot of confidence. Your body. So like, yeah, because I mean, they're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm attracted to confident people. I mean, a lot of my insecurity size, yeah. comes from the fact that I think I'm going to die at any moment. So if I can knock that one out, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'd go talk to that girl, but I'm afraid it might kill me. <laughs> But what if I trip and impale myself on something? <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> I I want to make I want to have another hate. Uh, this is another big hate for for this mythology, the particular way this taste this this uh, takes place. Uh, if, if you kill a vampire, you inherit all his stuff. Great. That is a really bad set of incentives for this universe. <laughs> if there's guys, just a one hundred percent bounty other, if you on do. everybody, yeah. Your yeah. punishment for murder is a house in the in the forest, a couple of bank accounts, stock options. Like that's just that's a weird okay, justice system. But don't forget the White Snake albums. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. You get all their bad records. <laughs> yeah, so it's not all good. I mean, like it's not fun to go through a lot of people's shit. Oh, so what you you think it's a punishment just that you have to have a garage sale? Oh, yeah, plus, you think plus, like you you hang up signs on telephone posts. We killed three vampires. Garage sale Saturday. Everything must go. New <laughs> yeah. new murder. Oh, and also, inheritance tax in this country, it's insane. So, I mean, you really are not getting as much as you think. 
Oh, so it's, it's also the paperwork on the inheritance. It's like when, when you win a car on, oh, on the yeah, prices, yeah. right? You're you not getting as good because the taxes are too high. Yeah. Oh, plus all your friends think that you're rich now, so they're hitting you up, and it's, just, it's a headache. Trust me. It's just it's, it's an inconvenience to be suddenly rich from murdering somebody. Yeah, it's not, it's not, as, it's not all sunshine and roses, which would, would kill say- you also. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, you want blood? We got blood. Meanwhile, in the conference room at Doubletree Hotel. Hey, everybody. My name's Nazar, and I'm a vampire. Hi, Hi Nazar. Nazar. Hey, but a tough couple of years for me. I've been trying to stay calm, but I'm just so furious at the nonstop parade of cheesy vampire romance novels. I can't handle it. We understand, Nazar, and we talk about anger issues every week. Why don't you tell us more about your feelings? I just, I hate the expectations humans have for me these days. I'm not a beautiful hunk of a man. I'm dead. My flesh is rotting. I look like a biohazard bag. I smell like roadkill. No, you smell great. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I smell like all vampires smell. It's not good or bad. I'm just tired of reading about how I'm supposed to smell like mango and peppermint and ocean breezes. That is totally understandable. Now, how is this affecting you in your day-to-day? Well, there are these girls living near me, and when they found out I'm a vampire, they started coming over all the time, dropping naked pictures in my mailbox, leaving drops of blood on my porch. They won't stop hounding me. I think we've all been there. Well, but they won't stop. No matter how many times I tell them, I can't have sex. You know what sex takes? An erection. You know what an erection takes? Blood flow. If I had blood flow, I wouldn't be a vampire. Well, relationships can be hard to maintain in our state. But even if I could have sex, I'm not going to date a human. I've been alive for 500 years. You think you're really into philosophy because you watched Fight Club in high school. Great. I ripped Kant's throat out during a fight about critique of judgment. We have nothing in common. And I'm definitely not going to mate with you for life, or anybody for that matter. Humans are barely 50% success rate of marriage, and they only have to expect 30 to 50 years. We're going to live forever. You know those niggly things that annoy you about somebody when you live with them for a while? Imagine that in a million years. We're just floating in the sun that's imploded. Like, will you put the goddamn milk away? It's going to spoil. We're not made of money. Have you considered just murdering these women so you can get some peace? I can't bite hot young women anymore. It's more effort than it's worth. I'm 6'2". If I drink one of those, I'm going to be hungry again before I can finish disposing of their little bodies. I drink fat guys. End of story. I've been saying this for so long. We just need to seem less sexy. Uh, we should just all sign my pledge here that I'm passing around, promising that instead of biting people in a sultry manner in their neck or their thigh, we'll only drink from the small of people's backs and from their elbow crotches. I'm sorry, Jules, it's Nazar's turn. We can talk about politics later. Does anybody have any suggestions for Nazar? What's been working for everybody recently? Well, I've had a lot of success playing violent video games. Some of my anger gets out. I can stay indoors all day. Uh, I also like watching classic movies like Nosferatu and reading books that aren't about sexy vampires on my Kindle. I just buy everything from read-weep.com slash Amazon. I get all the great deals from Amazon, including free shipping so I don't have to leave my house. And I support my favorite podcast. Oh, I'm just not really that into computers. I mean, I have a purchasing manager that buys everything I need. 
I think he uses Amazon for lots of stuff, but I don't know. Oh, me too. I just asked my purchasing guy to go to read-reap.com slash Amazon when he's shopping. I think he just sets it as his Amazon bookmark. We're buying that stuff anyway. We might as well help out some hard-working podcasters who have suffered almost as much as we have from all those vampire books. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. Come on, let's all go for a round of fat guys. I'm buying. Hooray! Have your purchasing manager go to read-weep.com slash Amazon for all your office's Amazon purchases, and then put away the goddamn milk. We're not made of money. Uh, all right, so the next thing I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what I want to do is, well, now we've all, it sounds especially like you, Sarah, are well-steeped in vampire culture. We, in vampire lore, not in vampire culture, two different things. Uh, you, you know a lot about it. We've, we've done our share at this point. We've put in our hours. We know a lot about at least the crappy romance side of vampires. Let's build a better vampire book. We've got to know enough now that we could make, like, we could replace things. We could fix things. What what is the answer? What would you guys do in your ideal vampire romance novel? So one of the things I always hate is that everyone like generally people are very conflicted about being vampires. Um, like someone's usually just like just turned and they're like, oh, I have no soul now, or like I'm all kind of emo about it. Right. And I would prefer them to just be like, I don't know, not just gleeful, but like maybe like, uh. Yeah, maybe like Scientology, like like a Scientology kind of like brainwashed kind of thing about it, where it's just like they feel like they've just joined a cult and they love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, really excited to get everybody else involved. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, they it's need like to be. hey, have you heard about vampirism? I would, do you have a... Do you have a do you have, have you, you heard the to, good news about yeah. vampirism recently? Yeah, yeah vampire yeah. Jesus well, did not die to, for you. Yeah. What if they went to some like vampire school? You know, and like everybody's vampire, and the field trips were going and killing humans. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so, like, so that way they could be surrounded by peers, you know, because vampires uh, are traditionally an outsider, lonely role. And it's always more fun to have a multi ethnic cast of characters. Right. Right. So I'm picturing vampires meets like Ender's Game or vampires meets uh, Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Potter? Yeah. Like a Harry, Harry Clotter. Oh. Ah, that's not- Take that, I guess. Yeah. It's not like a great like visual image with the yeah. clock. Reminds me of a clogged shower drain, really. Yeah. They're also That's vampires, okay. you guys. The visual images are always good. <laughs> they're, they're demons from the pit of hell who feed on the living. That's not always a great image. And and what's okay, so think about it. so they all like go on like a field trip to like go feed and like you can go to like a fast food restaurant and feed on those people. Um and like it's free and it still will taste like the fast food itself. Oh, oh, but then there's then there's like the hippie girl vampire who like goes to feed on like health food people. Because they taste like right. kale. Yeah. <laughs> what if, how about this? What if we did a, just to change the, the characters and make it more like righteous story for young women to read. What if it was a romance with a vampire, but instead of when you turn becoming beautiful, when you become a vampire, you become hideously ugly and have to use your brain to seduce people. <laughs> oh, no. Become. You'd have to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. In order, in order to kill people, you're the perfect hunter who is really fascinating. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you just start using bear traps then? Well, but you're not strong enough to open a bear trap. What? You're just weak also? You're a weak, ugly person. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What would being a vampire actually do for you in this (laughs) case? You just, you're like, you're weak, you're like a nerd who now needs to feed off of blood. (laughs) I mean, you don't die, so like, at least you have extra confidence to talk to men. (laughs) That's great. Because you're not worried about dying as you walk across the room. Yeah, that's the main thing. 
Yeah. Um, how about this? How about like a reverse vampire story? Okay. Where um, you have like a really cool, sexy vampire. Wait, wait, pause for a second. I'm just trying to guess what a reverse vampire is, which is like, in order to survive, you need to donate blood a lot. <laughs> you have you just were born with giving. too much blood. I'm yeah, gonna you're like, yeah. You're, I'm going to fill up with blood and just burst. You're just you're just constantly searching out blood banks. Yeah, we just have leeches all over you at all times. <laughs> um, oddly enough, this was not what I was thinking. The leech rancher. That's not what you're hoping for. <laughs> the leech rancher coming soon. <laughs> um, no, no. So, so you have like a cool, sexy vampire who falls in love with a human, and instead of turning, uh, you know, the the sexy human uh, into a vampire, they're like, okay, I'll de-vampire myself, and they become like not a vampire, and it's terrible, and they hate it. The end. <laughs> humanity sucks. The end. Yeah, humanity sucks. Uh, the end. Humanity well, also, sucks. Is a great name. But we're it. the reader. We are humanity. We know that. <laughs> so, Maybe we're aware. Forgotten. Well, but but in this story, what he failed to mention was that the character that she falls in love with is the smartest book r- producer and buyer <laughs> who's ever lived. The sexiest hero, agent ever. Sexiest, yeah, sexiest literary agent that's ever lived. And so this book gets made, even though it's kind of anti-humanity. <laughs> We're key. basically printing money for our listeners by telling <laughs> them these ideas. Yeah, all these guys. If you want to pitch any of these ideas? They're yours. Yeah, I mean, these like, at least at least a Kindle single where it doesn't cost you anything. Just get that out there. Yeah. It's, what is it, a couple hours to write one of those? Just just do it. Do yeah, it, you use guys. use like a dictation. All right, like t- dictated but not read. <laughs> what would you do, Sarah? You what would what would be or not necessarily that you would do, but what? What would be in your perfect vampire romance? None of this bull crap about how she hasn't had sex with that many guys, so her blood tastes better than anyone else who's had lots of sex. Yeah. The whole privileging of innocence and how it makes you smell better. Oh, screw you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, sexual inexperience in a woman, that's always going to lead to a good time in bed. <laughs> uh, also... Uh, you know, I would think that that would like that pent upness might smell worse. Yeah, yeah and yeah. also the whole idea that anyone who's had lots of sex, I think Gabriel says something like they smell like rotten eggs. Screw <laughs> you, pal. <laughs> I'm sorry. There ain't nothing wrong with my people? eggs, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I the idea that like, at least sh- smell like Mike and Ike's or something. Come on, you know, or nougat. Yeah, yeah. Smells, a little like nougat, nougat never hurt anybody. But the whole idea that, you know, innocence smells better, and that's a repeating motif in romance. Like, I've seen that in historicals. And, no, no, no. Innocence yeah. does not smell any better than someone who likes sex. Liking sex is not a crime if you have ovaries, so bite me, dude-ed. I, 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 I love the idea of a, uh, of a, a vampire novel about a woman who is, like, comfortable with herself and knows what she wants. And has lots of sex. And that can, that can also go off the rails, though. There's been there's been that book, and then yeah, wow, it didn't end well. <laughs> oh. Right. There's it's a just... there's a lot of ambivalence about what to do with female sexuality and romance, even within the romance writers who are also women. It get, oh. gets complicated. That's that's odd. Because but the last thing you want is your heroine to become a gleaming orifice. <laughs> what? And that has which part is the issue? Is the gleaming issue or is the orifice I, the issue? Am I wait before we answer that? Am I just allowed to take that uh, and put that on our our book, whatever it is? That's the quote from Sarah Wendell. Yeah, just <laughs> on, the, on the back cover, it just says the last thing you want is a gleaming orifice, Sarah Wendell. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm actually Sarah. From every book that I write from now on, 
That will be the quote from you. RFS. I am fine with that, except I didn't even come up with it. Somebody on my website came up with it. There's a oh, whole series. Okay. There's a whole series of uh, books about Anita Blake, vampire hunter, and in the beginning, they are the scariest, like crap your pants, terrifying books because she is a reanimator and she can bring the dead to life momentarily, so they can be like, "Yeah, dude, he totally killed me," and then like settle all these legal disputes. Only later on, and it's really creepy. It's really scary. And then, like book five or six, it goes off the rails, and she's just like, "I have this disease, and I have to have sex all the time with people." And it's oh. like, "All right, we're we're done with you," because she is, that, she does nothing but have sex. She, that disease called testosterone, and she becomes a gleaming orifice. Yes. Well, uh-huh. she's still gleaming. Or maybe it's a glistening orifice. Either way, it's an orifice uh, that you don't no, no, go near there. Yeah, both of those are pretty gross. Yeah, but isn't there a healthy, non-diseased amount of female sex that's okay? I should hope, but there's no in-between. Like, you either have Gabriel saying, oh, God, it smells like rotten eggs, and then you have somebody who's like, I can't stop having sex. <laughs> not allowed to drop the F-bomb on this podcast, am I? Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good, thank God. So, you know, you have this character who's like, I can't stop fucking, and, like, <laughs> you know, there's, like, all this whole, re- and you can ask anyone who's read the series through, like, I don't know, what book, like, 17 or something, like, all she does is figure out, well, when can I have sex? next she's like a sex junkie so there's no uh-huh. in between there's no like yes i like sex and i'm a vampire and i don't smell like rotten eggs so bite me or right. don't bite me because yeah, i would you, like to bite you, you. you bite me is kind of a weird choice that you keep making yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> so this is another thing that i kind of liked about this book for other ones was even though she, it was still valuing her purity she was super interested in getting rid of that as soon as she got a chance she yeah actually still interested in sex she wasn't like in that that cold Bella way where she's like maybe someday I will care about my body but now this at least this woman was like I know, she was like let's three years go and I want to do it so well mm-hmm. I'm so stoked about it it's yep. yeah, be she great. still had that librarian uniform also she got to use that <laughs> uniform the funny what? thing is though the what book description the book description calls her a librarian but she's not a librarian past like the first chapter yeah, yeah. so it's like a character trope that she's, doesn't last do you much mean she's just more. a woman with a library science degree yeah well, you know no, it's like it's like the south thing it's like with them like the library claimed her it's like well she Once. was a librarian <laughs> she, she'll she die died <laughs> but yes. then we, we, we claimed her she was her. born in the library bless yeah. her heart she will always be a librarian <laughs> I, I would like in my vampire books for them to just pick a side, and I think it would be coconut over nougat. Nougat's fine, but I would prefer if kissing a vampire tastes like Can we like please coconut. have like Team Coconut, Team Nougat shirts? <laughs> yeah. That's Okay, so that's it. In, in our team world, Nougat. Yeah. Really? You're Team Nougat? Oh, oh coconut's nasty. No, are you, te- okay, are you Team Nougat because you hate coconut? Or yes. is it that you actually are like, man, that nougat flavor that I could describe and I know so well. <laughs> Isn't nougat just generic candy filling? It's just creamy sugar. My husband had a theory among his high school friends. We met in high school, so I know all his high school friends, that if uh-huh. you actually decoded what nougat was, the universe would end. <laughs> yeah, no one actually knows what it is. It's a gigantic secret. I, or I mean, or you'd at least have to move to Russia. Yes, because be in a- Soviet Russia, nougat, nougat knows you. No, I, <laughs> that too. No, I just meant like it'd be, it's such a government secret that you'd have to leave the country. Yeah, you need asylum. amnesty. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, I so I, I I think I think people are team team nougat just out of hatred and ignorance. That's my guess. <laughs> or just having a an, an, a no other option than the unappealing disgustingness of coconut. Yeah. yeah. So so if it which was you like might team, as well just chew on plastic. Team team sugary peanut butter. I'm down like, with that team for the Reese's people. Like that. <laughs> that would be a popular team. Yeah. Team okay, frosting. So, yeah, so team frosting? actually, yeah. that's what it is. All right. So 
so just to, to recap where we've gone with this. Um, so we all get to some kind of like school and the sorting hat is just someone biting into you and telling you what you taste like. And you go into either like uh, the nougat house, like the, the Reese's peanut butter cup house. Or the the rotten house. egg house for all the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you happy now? Uh, all right, now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. So we're going to go in reverse order of the way we did at the top. So that means, Ezra, you are up first. What is your minor compliment? Okay. So Posey <laughs> takes Jane's job at the uh, library, uh, which starts the whole chain of events. And Posey burns things. And I like to burn things. Ah. So and you're it's saying nice. that if you were a children's librarian in South Carolina, <laughs> out in rural country, there that might you would be probably fires. just burn everything? Well, I can't say that I wouldn't, and it's nice to know that I am still employable. <laughs> <laughs> I would be much more likely to burn down that telemarketing job than the library. That seemed like the worst. Oh, that was, yeah. Well, then you just have to hire, she was like, hey, I know someone who'd be great at this, Posey. And then oh. you hire her, and she's like, well, I burned down all the vampires. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good fit too you know <laughs> yeah that'll that, cure I, them that's the happy ending uh so my minor compliment is this uh i like this is one of, i've said this before on the show but i'm gonna elaborate on it now one of my favorite moments in any vampire or other mystical uh, mystical creatures type of book is that moment where they have to establish what exists and what doesn't in this particular world right they all do the the inventory of mythology so, yeah. so she just went down the list with the, went with her sire slash uh, lover, which we didn't even mention this. That's a little creepy, right? I'm mm. not right. Yeah, it's kind of mixing the the dad boyfriend line seems a little blurry there. Yeah, no? maybe don't don't sleep with the first vampire you meet. Well, right, yeah, yeah. She's like on a rebound from life. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're in a vulnerable spot right then. Yeah, that's not fair. Anyway, uh, so so they did the they did the moment where she's like, "What? A, so vampires are real? What about werewolves? Real? Mummies? Real? Zombies? Real?" And they could just go down the list. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I had a problem with was it didn't get there. Were, I still had a lot of questions at the end. She wasn't thorough enough, you know, like mm. chupacabra, real, unicorns, like m- rare, flying spaghetti yeah, yeah. monster, yeah, sexy <laughs> moon women from 1940s sci-fi movies, real, like I. There are a lot of things I still didn't know about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pe- people who taste like both nougat and uh, <laughs> almond joy. She knew that one already because she she touched him. <laughs> yeah, definitely real. Every time this happens, I'm just like, what? What are we gonna you find tell out me about, about the sexy? Wait, wait, Alex. Do they smell like cheese? Because is, <laughs> is this the moon cheese? The cheese well, moon? Well, presumably it is a cheese moon. Yeah, I, but that, but like you don't smell like dirt all the time unless you're rolling around in the dirt. So they don't, you know, they don't smell like moon. They. You know, they I smell mean, like ocean breezes and you know well, whatever scent they have wearing. to make. I'm, I'm assuming they made their sh- you know their their shoes and like everything that they have out of moon. Like that's the only the only natural oh, resource on. is moon. Yeah, you never mind the moon, right? It could be made out of moon copper. Oh, so so it's a, the the first layer is cheese, and under yeah, that is copper. Cheese, it's a cheese crust. It's like a lasagna. It's cheese okay, crust. Cheese and crust. There's, <laughs> copper there's noodles, inside, and we then need... and then there's sauce, and then copper. That's how. Yeah, that's the moon. don't be ridiculous. Their shoes are made out of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, as uh, you already went, Chris. Yeah. What's your minor compliment? My minor compliment is that I love I love a little librarian joke, uh-huh. and uh, there was a nice bit of gentle humor. <laughs> Where in a list joke, she was talking about the things that would be still left 
you know, if this place burned down or something like that. And of course, a copy of Tuesdays with Maury was there because there's <laughs> never not a copy of Tuesdays with Maury. And uh, I just really appreciated a, a small book joke. It yeah. didn't try to be anything bigger than what it was, and it succeeded. Yeah, and the book itself is very small. Wasn't tu- wasn't Tuesdays with Maury at the uh, that was at the bookshop right that was the oh yeah it was the bookshop yeah oh, yeah was, sorry it was like it was all these vampire are... books like you know arcane a... lore and all these old rare vampire books and, and also Tuesdays modern very practical books yeah. like how to pay taxes when you're a vampire yeah and like crocheting for werewolves it was very strange it's all these like books what's well, all books about like dying and stuff like a death and dying oh, including okay. Tuesdays with Maury. Or maybe uh, Maury was like, it got changed into a vampire at the end of that book. I've never yeah, read it. That's, I, I never, yeah. Sarah, that makes you, you're, you're last. What is your uh, minor compliment? My minor compliment. <laughs> um, my dog's name is Zeb, and I like my uh-huh. dog a lot. Oh, your dog. Yes, hey. his name is Zeb, and he is a very good dog. What kind of dog is he? He is, okay, they are both rescues. Zeb is a mixture of Cocker Spaniel and King Cavalier Charles Spaniel, which means that he is a king cock. And <laughs> a larger dog, we just figured out through the example of Google, that he is a cross between a Cocker Spaniel and a pointer. So he is pointing cock. Look, before I do this, let me know if I should Google king cock or not. No, you should not. Okay, good. <laughs> we should made I that up. pointing cock? No, That's you shouldn't Google that there. either. <laughs> I don't even know. There must, this must, I'm, I'm doing it. I just want to see if this is... Uh... Huh. Conditioning and pointing in cockfighting. Really? That's the first thing that you get for King Cock? He's a mixed breed. You've got got safe search turned on. Yeah, you do. I gotta turn that off, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, King Cock... Oh, oh, whoa, the images. The images were... (laughs) The images were real, guys. The images were real. (laughs) So how how big is how big are your dogs? They're not that big, right? No, Zeb is probably about fifteen pounds, and Buzz, the larger one, is about twenty five. It's well, funny. The thing that I just saw was also about fifteen pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the king. That's right. <laughs> everybody and that is it for our show thank you so much for joining us yet again thanks for for being here we really appreciate it we will be back again next week for your listening pleasure next week we're talking about uh percy jackson and the sea of monsters heck yeah which i'm sort of hoping are sea monsters and not just like a sea of like land-based monsters <laughs> i would hope a sea of sea monsters yeah well yeah or sea monkeys <laughs> a sea of sea a monkeys. sea of sea monkeys i mean a sea monkey in the ocean would like be hard to find they're well, not big. One. Yeah. Like, I would like it the other way if it was a fish tank of sea monsters. Oh, would you rather be a sea monkey in a big ocean <laughs> or a, a big <laughs> monkey in a I, sea ocean? I like, I want a sea monster in, like, one of those big dentist's office aquariums. <laughs> That's what I want. It's like, like Finding Nemo 2? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, uh, like, an episode of Tanked. Have you guys ever watched Tanked? Is it about a tank? I cannot highly, I cannot recommend enough. At least a few, not not a lot of it, but a couple episodes of the show tanked. It's it's part of the classic reality sh- show genre of, oh, we only got a couple days to finish this job. Looks like we won't make it, but we made it. Oh, and, uh, like Ace of Cakes, like Ace of Cakes, like all of them. Uh, there's a million <laughs> of these, except this one is about guys who make ridiculous fish tanks in Las Vegas, and it is delightful. They make some really cool fish tanks, and they're just like big, like. 
they look like they would be mean guys if they weren't obsessed with little fish. Aww. It's that's really sweet. It's a fun show. It's on Animal Planet and it's called Tanked, and I recommend it. Anyway, we'll be back talking about Sea of Monsters next week and then the movie the week after that. So join us all for that. Please follow C. Walter Smith and Ezra Fox, both on Twitter. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm at Alex underscore Falcon, and Read and Weep is at Read underscore Weep. And uh, also at Smart Bitches. That would be me. And also smartbitchestrashybooks.com. What is the, what's, a, what's a thing you got going on recently in the Smart Bitches Empire? How is the empire going? The empire is just fine. The Romance Writers of America announced the nominees for their award, and the award announcement is a week from yesterday so it's saturday the 20th of july so we have been giving one review to every single nominated book there's no such wow. thing as too many reviews on one website in one week that is my position <laughs> wow so everything that is nominated for an award is getting a getting a review every uh, rate a nominated book including including um, secret chic surgeon rescue whoa <laughs> what, what did you that say sheep for? or chic <laughs> Secret sheep. I'm a sheep, but nobody knows. <laughs> and then we found this this new product, and now everybody can come out as sheep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. It is not the secret sheik surgeon rescue. It is sh- surgeon sheik's rescue. He is oh. not a secret. He he's is a, very he's out open. As a surgeon. He is out. <laughs> he's keeping that sheep thing a secret, but he is a surgeon, and he wants people to know it. And he's going to rescue you. Awesome. Well, everybody, everybody check out that and more uh, reviews at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. By the time this comes out, those will all be posted. So oh, this yes. will be out in a couple weeks. And thank you so much for being here, Sarah. We really appreciate it. Joanne yeah. appreciates it. She chose you specifically. I'm very flattered. Thank you very much for that. I mean, you're you know, you're know you're pretty big on the internet, so it doesn't seem like it's that big of a surprise that people like you, right? <laughs> By now, you might have gotten used to that. Yeah, a little bit. A okay, little good. bit. Good. And thank you, Joanne, for sponsoring this episode, uh, for making us read... Nice girls don't have fangs. Bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We'll be here again next week.